Well, hello, Katie. How are you? I am great. I was just listening to a podcast called Love It or Leave It. It's another crooked media podcast. And Senator Elizabeth Warren was the guest. And she's just so great. She was like, (laughs) they they do a game in every episode of that one. And he was using her as the like phone a friend in the game and she was like surprising all the contestants and everybody that she popped up when she popped up on the screen everybody freaked out and it was just really sweet and I just loved her anyway (laughs) shout out old EW she's a queen anyway (laughs) well everyone welcome back to another week of faking it (laughs) <laughs> this is not love it or leave it um no elizabeth morning is not here <laughs> sorry to disappoint <laughs> jess uh tell me about your week so i watched back to the future too oh, as promised excellent and let me just say what the <laughs> hell <laughs> so remember how I was talking to you about in the first movie Marty's mom when she's a high schooler is like in love with him and it's weird. (laughs) Great. So in this movie because now they're going to the future rather than the past uh, his mom is you know around the same age so she can't be in love with him so what are they going to do to make me uncomfortable? Well they're going to make you know the dad get murdered so that the mom marries Biff <laughs> and Biff is going to force her to get <laughs> boob implants or breast augmentation. I don't know how proper you'd like me to be. And then that's the first thing Marty says to his mom when he sees her in the future. He's like, mom, you're so <laughs> big. And is just like staring at her boobs. It's like, what in the <laughs> hell are we doing y'all are y'all are freaking nuts but i did like i did like back to the future too that's quite a bit but i would like robert zemeckis to write me a letter saying sorry that that mom and that kid (laughs) had such a weird relationship i mean that was definitely the writing prompt right they were like what can we do in the first movie, we made people uncomfortable oh. with their relationship this way. How can we make people uncomfortable with their relationship in movie number two? Yep. Right. Because, like, essentially, movie number two was the same. I mean, it was the same movie, just yeah. in the future. Like, the first scene happened basically the exact same, except it was future right. times. <laughs> so they're like, all right, let's spice it up. He can't, you know, the mom doesn't think he's Calvin Klein <laughs> now. But, uh... <laughs> You know, 
Maybe she will in the future. Or maybe he'll be obsessed <laughs> with her boobs. And like in the in the first one, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but like the mom is like a boozer and an alcoholic. A boozer. Oh my god. The mom's an alcoholic. <laughs> I don't know why I said boozer. You I'm sound, disgusted with myself. You sound it wasn't even again. mean. Yeah, jeepers. Yeah, a real boozer. So the mom is alcoholic and is just an, a happy, sad little lady. And so is a little chonky. I mean, not like obese by any stretch. But like the whole movie, when he goes into the past, Marty is like floored by how skinny she is. And I was like, what is happening? This is your mother. <laughs> Why are you so fucking worried about it? I mean, ooh, yeah, weird little flick. Fun weird fact. little flick. Oh. So I'm watching Back to the Future okay. Three next week, and then the trilogy will be complete, and I'll give you Excellent. my final opinion. Uh, fun fact about Back to the Future Two: When I was in high school, the summer before I was in high school, I took a speech class with. Tyler Starkey, who we dated my freshman year, mm-hmm. and that oh my god, I haven't heard Tyler Starkey. That's such a throw. Oh my god, <laughs> the oh okay, we had to do like a introduction to ourselves speech at like the beginning of it or something, and uh, Back to the Future Two was his favorite movie. I remember that. <laughs> Specifically, two <laughs> was his favorite movie. Anyway, fun fact. You know what? There's a YouTuber that I like that's the same way. So there must be some sort of. Well, well I'll say this for Back to the Future 2. Um, that's where you're getting the hoverboard. That's from Back to the Future 2. That's where you're getting the self lace Nikes. Okay. okay. And. There's one other, there's like some of the really big like touchstones like pop culturally speaking with the movie or from the second it's probably one. Just so there's way more something exciting. to it. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, yeah, and the kid's mom's not trying to right. doink him the whole time. True. That's nice. <laughs> anyway, how was your it's week, Katie? It's been good. Uh, nothing super <clears throat> crazy, if I'm honest. I had to cut back my mileage when I ran to try to get my knee back up to snuff but on that same note the marathon has officially been canceled for this year i saw that the announcement on facebook but i didn't know yeah so that was last week they officially couldn't find a date that was going to work this year they've been trying to coordinate it with u of i and city of champagne etc so participants have three options one you can use your money towards being in the marathon next year. Two, you can use your money towards being put in the marathon the following year. <laughs> or three, <laughs> you can run the marathon virtually. That basically means by yourself this year and like still get all your merch and all that kind of stuff. That it does, but I totally understand where they're coming from with the decision. I mean, if they had totally canceled it and refunded everyone, the event loses a ton of money oh yeah they'd never be able to have it again (laughs) uh what do you think you'll do in terms of like next year two years 
Sounds like you're not interested in you know, the virtual element. I'm probably going to put it towards running next year. I thought about doing the virtual run, but half of the fun, I think, of doing an event like that is running with all the participants. So I will probably put it off. Fingers crossed there's a vaccine by that time next year. <laughs> Plus, I've never <laughs> trained for a marathon for a full year before, which is really what they recommend. So now I have the opportunity to see what that can do for me in terms of getting my speed up and getting a time that I really want so you're gonna literally be running so fast smoke will be coming off the soles of your shoes that would be thrilling um but it seems unlikely you imagine? to happen well okay I will literally tape like a smoke <laughs> bomb to the bottom Fantastic. of your shoes I will do whatever it takes Fantastic. to make this I mean reality. the person that won I don't remember if it was last year or if it was two years ago when I, or three years ago when I did it. I don't remember. Anyway, one year, the winner of the marathon finished in like two hours and 20 minutes or something like that. That Ooh. year, my half marathon time was 2.11. <laughs> so, I mean, I was really proud to finish before him, but I was 13 miles less than him, so... Right. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable pace. And I still don't think he had smoke coming from under his shoes, but he may as well have. He did metaphorically, Absolutely that's for sure. agree completely. Hoyle, <laughs> should we talk about the most pressing matter that's on everyone's mind? Well, we already talked about my viewing of Back to the Future 2, so what would that be? Well, I'm sure you heard that Illinois is entering phase three of the, quote, restore Illinois plan. <laughs> I've heard rumblings, but what does that mean well, for Well, probably us? most excitingly for us, it means that we will soon be able to record together again. Oh, amazing. Uh, listeners, you aren't going to know what hit you. <laughs> Our comedic timing is going to be is so much better. They literally won't know what hit them. <laughs> <laughs> Our comedic timing is going to be so much better. <laughs> but okay, it's sick for us. But what about everybody else? So Ms. for Katie? everyone else, it means that the following things will reopen in some capacity with varying safety regulations. So that includes restaurants with patio seating, barbershops, hair salons, nail salons, and other personal care services, retail stores, office buildings, manufacturing, one-on-one personal training at indoor facilities, outdoor fitness classes of up to 10 people, gatherings of up to 10 people, boating and camping in groups of up to 10 people. I'm sensing a trend here. (laughs) (laughs) Indoor and outdoor tennis facilities, golf courses with four people per tee, golf courses, all... I like that they say that. Like, you're not going to ever golf with more than four people. It would be chaos. I can't say I speak from experience I don't really golf, so I don't. I've golfed once, but I know enough about golf. Fair enough. 
<laughs> uh, also state parks. The rest of the state parks are all of the state parks. Jess, what are you maybe most excited to see reopen again? Um, you know, I love a good moment to act like a tree wherein I change my leaves with the seasons, AKA I want to dye my hair blonde for the summer. Like I like to do. So I'm excited to be able to go back and go to my stylist who had a baby. So I need to hear about this baby too. (laughs) This baby. This baby. Shout out Sarah. That's my stylist. She's the freaking best. I've been going to her since 2010. <laughs> we got history. I used to have long blonde hair the first time she cut my hair. <laughs> 2010. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> look at me now. You can't because <laughs> this is now. a podcast. But I have short brown well, hair now. you've probably seen pictures. <laughs> it's fine. I hope so. We post this all once a week. You guys better be knowing what I look like. <laughs> But so how are you feeling about serving tables on the patio again? I am a little torn, if I'm being totally honest. I'm not sure I'm ready. I'm not sure we're all ready. I've spent the last couple of days preparing myself mentally for the fact that I'm going to be seeing a lot more people at work now on a regular basis. We're going to be wearing masks and gloves as part of our specific safety regulations, but it hasn't gone unnoticed that patrons will have a hard time eating and drinking on these patios if they wear masks the whole time which means they'll spend most of their time in our presence not doing so which perhaps defeats the purpose also the city is currently trying to figure out exactly how they're going to make it all work in some cases they're thinking about closing down streets for restaurants to have more space for more tables, which expands the space where there are going to be more people out. And I don't know if people are going to be able to walk around or leave those tables, which gives it maybe kind of a street fest vibe, which maybe isn't really what we're looking for. And of course, Jess, did you see the article that was released yesterday about champagne being number five in the nation for most increase in cases or whatever it was. I don't shout out champagne. Ratata. Things to, we are things crushing to be famous for. Woo! Top five. Anyway. Hey, we're also a, a one of the best universities in the nation. We make that top list a lot That's too. That's true. <laughs> That's a better reason. <laughs> right. We're also a top party school. <laughs> eh. Listen, champagne's made a lot of lists. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Nonetheless, uh, we have and are spending this week getting saints ready, cleaning tables, setting up the beer garden, making sure there's a path to the bathrooms, etc. We're trying to figure out how we're going to staff it, how our hourly rates will work, because potentially we're earning tips again. We're trying to sort of be ready for how many people are ready to leave their houses because really we don't know there are a lot of factors and I have a lot of thoughts and I'm ready for normalcy I'm just not sure it's time yet and I worry that this is how the curve goes up anyway 
Are you going to be on Esquire's patio yet, or are you still going to wait that out a little bit? Um, and you know, who can ever be <laughs> sure? <laughs> I, my instinct is to say no, uh, probably not, not until like they're fully open. But that's not so much like I'm waiting to see. It's because I want to be able to gamble when I'm there and the slot machines are inside. (laughs) That's true. That is where they live. So maybe if they wheel those bad boys outside, you know, who guess who's on the back? That would be pretty exciting. I have some friends who would also be pretty excited by that. Listen, outdoor gambling would be pretty kick ass. Like, I'm going to move to Vegas and talk to somebody because they don't have have that. There must be a law. It probably is. Have you ever gambled on a boat? I mean, that's basically outdoor gambling, right? Um, I mean, I've been to the boat in Peoria, but it's basically just like being in a building. Okay, there's nothing like out on You're not, the like, deck or on anything. On a deck or okay. anything. No, there's like a little a little square landing like off the back of the boat for smokers. <laughs> but yeah, there's not <laughs> You just feel like you're in a hotel. Well, that's lame. Anyway. (laughs) I'm sorry. Talk talk to Peoria. I didn't build the thing. Write that down and have a discussion. Anyway. It used to go out on the river. Yeah. That used to be like how they were able to like gamble was being in international waters or something. I don't know. It doesn't do that anymore, but it used to actually go around the river. Now it just sits there. (laughs) Now she's just parked. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Or docked. docked. Yes, more Boat. accurately. <laughs> I am also excited because the change in procedures will give us, me and you, the opportunity to visit some servers and bartenders at a lot of our local bars and restaurants. I have scheduled the pod out through June to talk about reopening procedures with a lot of listeners. In fact, uh, we have some really great stuff lined up. Ooh, we do. do we? And as gatherings become possible again, I'm getting ahead of myself because I just got done saying how not ready I am. But as gatherings become <laughs> possible again, just maybe we could do a live show. Ooh. Only if it's safe. Of course. Of Plus, course. you know, this is just spitballing, but that might be fun for us to do something like that eventually, right? <laughs> uh, yes, Katie, don't worry. I agree with you. That sounded so polite. <laughs> that that could be fun for us to do, maybe. I don't know. Spitballing. <laughs> Eventually, right? I don't know. know. Thinking. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes I, don't I get know. ideas and sometimes I'm ahead of myself. And again, there are a lot of factors that are going to contribute to whether or not we would actually <laughs> be able to put something like this together. But it would be really fun. Listen, all I know is that the live show I want to do is to post up at the bar when you're working a shift. <laughs> I will just host it and then grab you when I can uh, in between you, you know, serving and making drinks and all that. And I want to see how chaotic it'll be. That's the show that that, I want. (laughs) uh, Would be pretty fascinating, to be honest. The you could literally ask me how the shift is going as it's going. Right. I'm not sure how much my coworkers would like that or the other people at the bar. They'll be guests as well. That's okay. I'll interview your coworkers. That way they don't feel left out. The other patrons, (laughs) I don't care. I mean, that's bold, but okay. (laughs) I'm not mad at it. Anyway, on that note, 
this is the first week that our guest was not scheduled by yours truly, i.e. me. So Jess, tell me a little about <laughs> Ashley. Uh, okay. <laughs> Everyone, guess what? Today, I booked the guest. <laughs> and you might be wondering, who is it? And I'll tell you. It's my dear friend, Ashley Hancock. And Ashley is not technically, but technically <laughs> dating my brother. Um, so that is how I know her, but I consider her a friend outright. You know, he's not the only reason <laughs> we're buddies. But anyway, Ashley is a cutesy little lady. <laughs> That's a Nicki Minaj quote. I'm sorry. She lives over in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, and right now I was working as a news producer, but uh, back in the day used to work as like a little, um, not a little, but worked at a little stir fry joint as like a prep, li- uh, prep, prepping the veggies <laughs> and stuff. You know what it's called. And then also spent a good chunk of time working at Taco Bell. So different than, you know, kind of the experience of the people we've been talking to previously. So it'll be fun to get a different little taste. Yeah, it should be really interesting to talk to someone from Indiana as well, where, as I understand it, they have already begun the reopening process. They Mm -hmm. have a couple week head start on us, so maybe she can tell us what it's going to look like here in two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go back to the future. (laughs) Excellent. Awesome. Well, we will be right back with Ashley after this break (laughs) faking it is brought to you with help from the following sponsor during these uncertain times many of our local small businesses bars and restaurants are having to temporarily close or adjust their operations drastically wise camp screen printing has always been proud to be your local print shop as a way to help support your favorite local small businesses WiseCamp is printing limited edition t-shirts with their logo and giving a portion of the sales to those businesses. For full transparency, each shirt costs $20. $7 will go directly to the establishment represented on your shirt. $4 will go to the employees at WiseCamp Screen Printing, and the remainder will be put towards production and shipping costs. And if you order five shirts or more, you can use the code SPR10 for 10% off your order. While the original intention was to have your shirt to you within 7 to 10 days of placing your order, WiseCamp has had to pause production now that they are out of office. However, once they are back in the shop, these orders will be their top priority. If you are a business that would like to be included in the community shop, please be sure to email them at email at wisecamp.com. And if you would like to purchase one of the shirts to support us or any of the other 100-plus local businesses participating, you can find the shirts at WiseCamp, W-E-I-S-K-A-M-P dot com, and click on the Shop Now button in the middle of the screen. Be sure to check back often as new designs are added every day. Well, hello, Jess. Well, hello, Miss Katie Legner. How are you? I am, you know, doing okay. You know what we haven't done this week, Jess? Tell me. You haven't updated me on your Animal Crossing happenings. Oh, I got <laughs> some tea for you. Okay, there tell was, 
there was a villager named Annabelle who's an anteater, and I found out that she was talking shit directly to one of my favorite villagers, Aurora's face. Aurora is a little penguin, so <gasps> you know she's a goddess. And yes. so I was like, okay, fuck you, Annabelle. So <laughs> I stopped talking to her, and then she moved. <laughs> she's like, oh, I want to like move, and I'm like, good, get the frick out of here. <laughs> And I have another new villager named Celia, and I overheard her station. And I think they're oh. in love. Ashley Hancock joined the call. Hey What's guys, up, baby girl. Well, hi. Hello. How's it going? It is going. Hi, I'm Katie. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well, virtually. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jess, was there more to that story? I'm sorry. Before we move on. No, actually, I was just talking about some Animal Crossings happening. Uh, No, we're all caught up. I kicked a villager out because she was mean (laughs) to a penguin. So she had to go. Penguins are obviously (laughs) the trump card. Anyway. (laughs) All right, Ashley. So first of all, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, I know you have... 10 fun facts prepared about yourself for all of our listeners. So would you go ahead and get started with those, I guess? Yeah, sure. Uh, So I started off strong with, uh, I I can roll a perfect burrito. Uh, (laughs) It actually ties into my, my restaurant history because I, my first job was at Taco Bell. So I learned all the, the dirty secrets and they taught me how to roll a perfect burrito. So yeah, um, wow. I have to be honest. I don't necessarily associate Taco Bell with the perfect burrito. Well, yeah, they <laughs> they uh, <laughs> they rush things. They tend to to rush it. But if you take if you take your time, the technique is there. Okay, the execution isn't always a hundred percent. Oh, all right. Uh, number two, uh, my grandma won the Powerball when I was I was like hey yeah. shout out grandma oh can I curse on here is that yeah you're fine okay. yeah <laughs> she like had an illegal <laughs> casino in Indiana and hid money in the walls and shit she was she was wild but yeah she won the powerball it was like 2.2 million I think it wasn't one of like the huge ones but yeah <laughs> I mean that's pretty decent <laughs> yeah, yeah million. plenty <laughs> to me <laughs> wow I like that that fact is going to dovetail nicely to the next one as well. So uh, the infamous bank robber John Dillinger, um, if you don't know the name, he he's not like a whitey boulder or like anything crazy. He wasn't like a nationwide gangster, but he was pretty big in the Midwest. Um, <laughs> he was the guy that uh, Johnny Depp played in that Public Enemy movie that was came out, I don't know, like five, seven years ago. Uh, but he's my great great uncle on my dad's side, which is also the Powerball grandma side. Um, yeah, well, yeah, the money running okay. Family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> there's actually we have a picture of him somewhere in front of my grandma's house before he mysteriously died. Mysteriously, mysteriously. they're actually. <laughs> um, they're trying there's like a petition to like dig up his grave right now because <laughs> oh. they don't think that he was buried in that grave they think that it was like a decoy and he like 
lived out the rest of his life in like out west in California, which I don't have any details on, but it's a theory. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you're definitely harboring him and you know a lot more than He's you're letting on. He's definitely buried in his grave. But they actually had to they had to put concrete. They poured concrete over his grave because so many people were trying to dig it up. <gasps> so there's like a slab of concrete the- under the ground on top of his grave. Yeah. So right now they're trying to redig him up, but they would also have to get this. Yeah, they'd have to like power drill through concrete. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's my great great uncle. Oh they must God. really think that if they want to go through all that. Yeah, there's there's like five lawsuits out there right now. Oh, gosh. it's wild. Okay, that is wild. <laughs> all right, uh, number four. Uh, I've only ever broken one bone, and I did it the stupidest way possible. um i was drunk uh my like sophomore year of college i think and me and a friend got on one of those long boards inside their house and we told one of our other friends like hey we'll stand on this push us (laughs) i was in the front my other friend was in the back they pushed the friend that's in the back and he immediately falls off and then i fall forward and my arm hit the long board in the ground at the same time and I, yeah, oh. broke my wrist. So, and funny oh. enough, so every year oh, oh, oh. Um, on April Fools, I call my mom and I tell her that I broke a bone. And every year <laughs> she falls for it. Oh. <laughs> and so I had to call them and tell them, and it wasn't April Fools, but I had to call and tell them that I broke a bone. And she did not believe me at first. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You're the boy who cried wolf. She's like, yeah, fucking so, right. I had to like send a picture and be like, no, I actually did. I broke the phone. Like, Here's me right. in the hospital. Yeah. This is my cast. Um, oh, my. Yeah. Number five, uh, I saw a pod of orca whales up close while I was on a trip to Alaska. Super cool. First of all, I had no yeah. idea you took a trip to Alaska. So we did a cruise, was which that? is the best way to, to see Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah we went last September it was a little family trip it was for my parents anniversary I forget what how long they've been married I should know that but it was a big one it was like 30 or like 35 or something and they renewed their vows and it was super cute but yeah we went to Alaska we went on a bunch of like excursions and outdoor stuff I saw a bear I saw humpback whales I saw (gasps) whales it was really cool yeah and apparently so so they i don't know if they just say this to kind of hype it up but we're so we're on this whale watching tour we're just on this boat and we're there to see humpback whales that's the one that they kind of guarantee and they're like if you get lucky like you might see some orcas and they're like we're kind of like towards the end of orca watching season i don't like don't get your hopes up that you're gonna see them it's gonna be really rare and then they're like right by the boat and so, no big deal. yeah, and I was like, I don't know if they just, like, tell people that so that it feels really special when it happens and it just happens all the time, but it was really cool. So, I'm seeing Oracle Whales. Uh, okay. So, all right. Number six. I'm a two-time national champion. I didn't want to put this one and Jim told me to do it because <laughs> it sounds way cooler than it is. So, it's, um, what? it was high school marching band. <laughs> 
um, <laughs> which is really big in Indiana. It's a big marching band state. It's okay. It was big in Bahamut. So yeah. Jess and I are from here. It's fine. Oh, hell yeah. So hell yeah. They have it's Bands of America, and it the national championships are always hosted in Indianapolis. And so, as dorky as it may, so I got I was a drum major the last two years, which was the last two the two years that we won. Hell yeah, yeah it was yeah. Band, baby. <laughs> and so I got to like stand like well, first of all, obviously, you know, you march on football fields and this field just happened to be Lucas Oil Stadium, which is where the Colts play. Oh, that's so awesome. we got to march there and then I got to stand on the turf and accept two national awards, which is pretty cool. In front of <gasps> they don't fill up obviously the whole stadium, but like a good half of it was full of people, and I got my face on the jumbotron yeah. and stuff. That's for for how oh. nerdy it was. It was pretty cool. It was pretty. Cool. That is really cool. That's yeah. awesome. Well, that's really. cool. I feel like I have heard of Fans of America. I feel like Muhammad might have gone there once or twice. Ooh, yeah. In the in the time while I was there, yeah. But I am not. I'm not certain. I like to think that Ashley's band beat I mean, ours. She beat them. They out were the, to be national the national champions, champion. so they did. Unequivocally, they yeah, did. But I mean, like specifically, <laughs> like it was in some sort of head-to-head band. <laughs> I see. Exactly. I see. I mean, we had to clear to get to. <laughs> it was the final I boss. I could accept that. That's a story. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not in the band. So. <laughs> All right, uh, number seven, Jess. You were here for this one. I've completed the hot ones challenge. Oh, which that's cool. So for those who don't know, the Hot Ones Challenge is Hot Ones is a a show hosted by Mm. the incomparable Sean Evans for First We Feast. Um, And it's that show you've probably seen like somewhere on Facebook or something. Celebs will sit down and eat increasingly hot chicken wings, you know, one through ten hot sauces and answer questions along the way. and you actually hosted the Hot Ones event, I, as I recall. Not by choice. It was kind of, so it was for Jim's birthday. And he was like, I need someone to host it. He was like, here's all the questions. So I agreed to do it. If I had known how hard it was going to be, I would not have agreed to just talk while doing it. <laughs> yeah, because like, I mean, yeah, poor Ashley is like trying to guide us through this thing. Meanwhile, Jimmy's over there mostly fine because he yeah. eats hot stuff all the time. And then their former roommate, uh, I wish know. you guys all still live together, no offense, Josh <laughs> was there. So Josh and I are just like privately dying while those two are hosting a show. It was, it was incredible. Uh, so my level of comfort is the mild wings at B-dubs, which is like Frank's hot sauce is right <laughs> in my lane. So I remember getting to like wing number three. <laughs> And I was like, oh, fuck. I am so screwed. <laughs> Were you in, like, physical pain? Yeah. Oh, like. Yeah. And it's it's almost more mental because you're like, I can't escape this. There's nothing I can do that's going to make this okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. You just and have to, like, wait for it, it to even stop. even goes away, you're already onto the next wing. And so it's just piling pain on top of pain <laughs> until I think. By the time we got to the last wing, I think my body just shut down. Like, oh my god! I don't remember feeling anything on that last one. <laughs> Your mouth was just numb, but yeah, I was like, "We're done. 
we're, we're gonna tap out but <laughs> oh it's over okay <laughs> there, like the first couple wings i was like okay i'm gonna eat the whole wing i'm gonna do it and by by like wing three or four i was like i'm gonna take the tiniest possible bite <laughs> <laughs> lick it if possible. <laughs> Maybe nobody will. Notice. Maybe yeah. And I've seen so Jim, he recorded the whole thing. Eveg- one of these days, he's gonna finish editing it. This happened like two years ago. Yeah, but yeah. that was like two years. One ago. day he's gonna finish ed- editing it. But I've seen, I've seen snippets of it, and it's not cute. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's some some vomiting that oh my god was captured on microphones from Jim. Yeah, it's it <laughs> Yeah, Katie, he's wearing a lapel mic and then throws up. Oh. You've never heard anything like it in your life. It was yeah. And of course the second he comes in from vomiting, he's like, Do you think I got that on camera? <laughs> so because you know, I, Ashley, I was you the only one. Because right? I maintained Josh. Yeah, milk out of his nose counts. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Like it, he just like kept oh, it. Yeah. He didn't let it out, but it, it happened. So. Oh my god! But also, I was taking—I'm not kidding—very small bites, like very small bites. <laughs> Modest, yeah. polite bites. That's Thanks. the way so to frame that. <laughs> Do we think that everybody professionally that does the professionally quote unquote <laughs> does this challenge also throws up? Like what were the factors that contributed to the vomiting? <laughs> I think it was a lot of milk. We had a lot of milk. Okay, okay. Like it was a lot of milk and then for me personally because I also did throw up. I wasn't feeling too queasy, but I went outside yeah. right when Jimmy was throwing up. Okay. Which made me throw up because I have that thing where if like, I yeah. see somebody, and it was a sick. violent one. Like, so it was. <laughs> you could. He went outside, <laughs> and I could. I like stayed sitting at the table, and I could hear all of it. Oh my from god! Outside. <laughs> 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 so I, I would be shocked if I, I don't know what fifty, maybe fifty percent, maybe sixty percent, probably vomit on the show. Not like. Not that you see, but probably behind the scenes afterwards yeah. or something. That's like not a factor that I had ever thought about. Yeah. When watching that show. So that's kind of fascinating to me. The discomfort that they <laughs> willingly probably put themselves yeah. in. And the days after. Like <laughs> that that's the part that they really hide is like you feel it for days. Oh my god. <laughs> Like it doesn't just appear. <laughs> they need to do yeah. a follow up. I wonder if they have to sign something. <laughs> Pro- <laughs> problem. Like you're not gonna leave your house for the next forty eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone else that we asked. They can't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> no one will come on the show. <laughs> the secret underworld of hot ones. <laughs> All right. Uh, number eight. So, this one I also made sound cooler than it was. <laughs> so, for my 18th birthday, my parents paid for me to get a tattoo and go to Bonnaroo, which, if you're not familiar, is a music festival down in Tennessee. Um, 
So both true. So my sister is two years older than me. And when she turned 18, they got her a tattoo. And hers was, it's like this cute little owl. And it like, they're like, oh yeah, that's, that's perfectly acceptable. Um, so when I turned 18, I was like, well, she got it. So it's only fair that I get it. And instead of like a tiny little owl, I get this huge <laughs> tattoo on my foot. <laughs> and then I proceed to like pass out in the tattoo chair because my blood sugar just dropped the second I got the needle out. Oh. But and then um, after I graduated high school, they decided to take us to Bonnaroo. Um, so I went to Bonnaroo with my parents. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they didn't just buy us tickets <laughs> and let us go. They went with us. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah, fun concert. They wanted awesome. to have fun. So we, so at Bonnaroo, you're supposed to like camp out. There's this huge dusty campground. Um, but my parents weren't about it, so they got us a hotel. So every day, <laughs> every day when the concerts <laughs> were done, we'd drive back to the hotel, which was actually like it was a bougie experience. But like I got to shower every day and sleep in a bed with sheets and air conditioning. Yeah. Um, but you do lose some of the the concert festival feel sure um and i had friends that were going without their parents like cool kids (laughs) and they were camping (laughs) and they brought some you know dust stuff (laughs) and so i remember (laughs) each day it was like all right what what are mom and dad gonna do and what are me and amy gonna do amy's my sister and usually it, it consisted of let's find my friends try some stuff <laughs> and then go look my parents in the <laughs> eye a couple hours later <laughs> <laughs> so it was mostly me just trying like having a panic attack constantly like <laughs> i'm fine i'm normal i'm fine <laughs> so yeah hello mother hello father yeah. a normal day to you <laughs> but and there were plenty of like I don't want to say old people music, but like Buffalo Springfield was there. Allison Krauss and Union Station were there. Like there were things to keep mom and dad entertained while we went and listened to like 50 piece indie trash bands. So. (laughs) (laughs) Was it Polyphonic Spree? (laughs) I think Edward Sharp was there. We saw Sharp. Oh, all those damn magnetic (laughs) zeros. It was a good experience. It's just Every time I talk about it, I'm like, yeah, I went with my parents. <laughs> Isn't that neat? <laughs> yeah. Went to Bonnaroo with the folks. <laughs> um, okay. Number nine. Uh, so my family was late to my college graduation. Oh. And I walked in right at the front of the tent. <laughs> Immediately go sit in the front row while my parents are still trying to get there. Um they start calling names in the front row is the first to go. So I end up like walking across the stage before my parents even got there. Oh, they didn't make it. And <laughs> I ended up just like leaving the tent halfway through graduation and finding them in the parking lot. And then my mom cried. Oh, so. <laughs> I know. That's Your poor yeah, mom. Was like, is it over? And I was like, well, it's still going, but I already crossed the stage. So you guys still, like want to go get dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm over this. Let's go. And it was like the the small like the school 
college, like the telecommunications um, graduation. It wasn't like the full university. So it was only like, okay. it was like a couple hundred people. It wasn't like thousands. Um, yeah. But yeah. I told, in my defense, <laughs> I told them, so we were driving from Avon, which is where my parents live, down to Bloomington. And it's about like a 40 minute drive, but there was construction on the one main road in. And so a 40 minute drive usually turns into like an hour and a half. Okay. And I told them like 10 times. I was like, we need to leave now. We're going to be late. We need to leave now. We're going to be late. (laughs) And they didn't listen. And then they missed my graduation and my mom cried. So, (laughs) you know, (laughs) made the best on mom. Just kidding. I've never met your mom. I feel like I will one day, and I don't want her to know that I said that, but please don't tell her. Okay. <laughs> Your secret's saving me. She's okay. She's just sorry. She's Thank obviously you. listening right now, Jess. Yeah. <laughs> They're live streaming at home. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> They're live streaming our private call. <laughs> oh my gosh, your mom's a hacker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it fits with all the family history, I suppose, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Although it's on the other side of the family. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. What are we at? Number. Oh, we're at the last one. Oh, yeah. I saved the worst for last. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I hate both of these. Um, instead of this one, can I just do the Harry Potter? Because I didn't include it. Well, here's the tea. <laughs> when. When one of us knows and the other one doesn't, the game is like, for instance, I know because you told me, Abby, yeah. but Katie doesn't. Okay. So at the end of the interview, once she's got like a chance to sort of talk to you a little bit more, she's going to guess oh, okay. and see if she gets it right. And I've never gotten it right, but I have a feeling <laughs> she will. Okay. So it'll be very fun to see. Okay. <laughs> um, but we can skip these facts if you don't want to read them. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> if anyone's listening, you're not missing anything. <laughs> Like if anyone's I'm listening, sorry, how dare I you? Like that, but for whoever's listening, <laughs> you're not your mom is literally listening right now. <laughs> but she already knows your birthday. She was there, so yeah. yeah. Sorry, mom. <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> she was there for your birth and not your graduation. What yeah. a world, huh? Parents kind of got dragged in this uh, so far, you know. <laughs> and no disrespect. It's my graduation. I feel like that kind of ups their cool. The Bonnaroo one kind of ups their cool factor, though. <laughs> also, the paying for a tattoo, like, they got cut. It's kind of even. It's yeah, even. yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll allow it. <laughs> All right. So, since we're skipping the last one, we will jump forward. So, we know Jess kind of introduced you, told us a little bit about your history in the food industry. How long did you work in food? Uh, so I started as soon as I could work, which is 16 in Indiana. I don't know what it is in Illinois. Um, I got my first job at Taco Bell. And I, <laughs> I stayed at that Taco Bell all through high school. And then went to college. Had a, like a, few, like a year or so off um from working and then came I was like I need some cash like I think it was when I turned 21 I was like all right I need money for for alcohol booze yeah (laughs) so 
I started working there again for like a few months. So it was like over the course of four to five years, I worked at Taco Bell. And then I, for a brief, very brief period of time, I worked at this Mongolian grill called Hoo Hot. Um, Oh, I think there's one of those here. Yeah, it's pretty good. You got free food at the end of the night every, I don't know if we were supposed to, but we did. That is dope. Yeah, so it's like free stir fry. But I worked in the back doing, I like cut up all the vegetables and would clean and stuff like that. So it wasn't, I never had like the, the crazy like, server waitress experience it was more so sure. dealing with trash college students at two in the morning <laughs> and then creepy old guys in Avon when I was like 16 so that's my Definitely just as important yeah. <laughs> the, the dirty underbelly of restaurant life was my, right. <laughs> that was my experience well if I recall who hot is kind of it's kind of doesn't really have like true servers right like it's yeah it's, like there are people but they mostly just bring you alcohol in a check and then you, okay, you yeah. do the rest you fill in the the in-between <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> well uh and now you're a news producer correct yeah yeah i which i i completely lucked into um i graduated um from iu with a telecom degree and in my last semester before I was graduating I was like oh shit I need to figure out what I'm gonna do um, <laughs> and so my my dad actually knew one of the people that works at uh or I don't think he knew he had like a friend that knew someone at at the station I work at now and they were looking for interns for the summer so I put in my application um, lied my way through the interview and then, <laughs> uh, started the internship, um, in like May, interned all the way through August and then they offered me a job in October. So, oh, wow. And I've been there ever since. So. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Wow. So just kind of tried to like we spitballed about what news producer just did her best. actually <laughs> means yesterday. Yes. Um, can you tell me like what you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically um, each producer is assigned a show. So for a long time, I was doing the 6 a.m. show, our sunrise show. And basically, my day consists of I'll come in, um, freshen up on, you know, the news. <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> You gotta check up on that yeah, news. Yeah, you, you gotta tune in. Um, <laughs> and then I'd stack a show, which is basically choosing what stories you're gonna, you know, talk about, and then the order that you're gonna talk about. Um, and then you write the scripts for the anchors to read, and then you pick all of the visual elements that will go along with it. So, like the video that you'll see, um, any sound bites from people. Um, any graphics, if you see like a little full screen that has a bunch of points on it, I'll make those. Um, it's basically just creating the newscast. Um, okay. And then once it's time for the show to go on, you go into this little control booth with your director who's actually controlling like the camera shots and making it go on air. And I'm basically just sitting in there timing it all out to make sure that we don't bust a show, which is basically 
it, like I'll have to like float stories out if the anchors are talking too much or if something goes long um but just to make sure that by the time we hit that end commercial we're not cutting people off and you know making sure it all goes on the air clean so that is awesome yeah it's it's pretty cool I had no idea what it was when I started my internship sure and I just kind of spent the first week of that internship following people and figuring out how the whole newsroom worked and I've always loved writing so that just kind of ended up being a good fit so yeah yeah it's it's 90% writing 10% busy work I didn't realize you did so much writing yeah 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 it's a that's so cool it was a kind of a rude awakening um because you think of like newscasts and scripts is like very professional and very buttoned up um but there's actually a real it's it's kind of recent there's a new push to make things very conversational make things very like you don't want your news anchor to feel like a stuffy old person you want them to feel relatable and you know talk to you instead of just reading at you I guess so it's a lot more informal than it used to be which is convenient for me since I, I'm not very good at writing formally no. <laughs> awesome <laughs> maybe you inspired the change in the industry yeah they're like this they're like, oh, something. like what are they doing over there at the uh, NBC in India yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah this girl writes real dumb let's go with that <laughs> <laughs> incredible yeah well what uh just to jump back a little bit sure what do you feel like in your time in restaurants was the craziest thing to happen to you to me specifically um when I was I was still in high school working at Taco Bell and I was the the person that was either in the drive-thru or up front at the counter like taking orders um it wasn't until like I started working night shift where I actually started making food um So it was mostly just, you know, interacting with customers, taking orders, answering questions, that kind of thing. And there was this one guy that came up to me. I I was, I think I was 17 at the time and ordered his food, walks away. I, you know, when it's ready, I bring it out, call his number. And he comes up and he was like, have you ever considered trying pornography? (laughs) (laughs) And this is that like... (laughs) This is like two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh my on god! A Sunday. <laughs> no big deal. Because when I was in high school, I could only work one day a week, and it was Sunday, and it was because marching band took up all the <laughs> of course of the week. Of course. So I worked one day a week. My paychecks were like forty dollars. It was only like sixteen hours every two weeks. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it was, like, 2 p.m. on a Sunday, and this guy, like, propositions me to do porn. And I was just like, I'm good, actually. <laughs> that, the officer, that, please leave. Yeah, that luxury Taco Bell life, so. Right. <laughs> it, maybe I missed my calling. I don't know, you know? I, I have a hunch it. you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> just a hunch. <laughs> yeah. Just a little one. Yeah. Um, but when I – so when I started at a, a different Taco Bell in – uh, college I mostly worked the night shift and that place was like a choose your own adventure I saw people snorting <laughs> pills in the back I saw people 
rolling joints and going out to smoke. There was one of our nighttime managers would just like bring handles of alcohol in. Once, and once the the um because it was one of those like late night taco bells that was up open until like 3 a.m but the dining room would close at like 11 or midnight and so once the dining room closed he would just start pouring shots oh my god and one wow. time he got so he, he blacked out left <gasps> the dining room unlocked didn't clean up left a oh. handle of alcohol on one of the dining room tables and, like, got fired the next day because, obviously, you know, Dayside yeah. comes in to open up. And he's like, what the fuck is this? Right. <laughs> oh, my God. So that was, that was a, like, a no man's land. That one was wild. But it was, it was, it was Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> <It was laughs> Clearly. Anything goes, you know. But it was only the night shift. The day, the day side shift was still very put together because, obviously, you have a million eyes on you. But, yeah, the second that dining room closed, it was... <laughs> party time it was any yeah it was wild that makes me wonder if they're all like that ah <laughs> uh, yeah i wouldn't be surprised yeah i think it, it's all dependent on the management because one, one of the other nighttime managers um this was years after i left but i had a friend who stayed down in bloomington and apparently there was a facebook post going around from bloomington pd and it was like, have you seen this woman <gasps> wanted for, like, theft, like, breaking and entering? And it was my, like, old manager. <laughs> oh, my God. So maybe that was just, like, a really rotten apple of a store. I don't know. Wow. But. Just, just did you go to Taco Bell last night? <laughs> no. You know what? I ended up not going. Because <laughs> it was freaking 10 p.m. I thought it was, like, 8.30. And I looked at the time. And I was like, are you kidding? So I ate a bowl of rice instead. Oh, <laughs> a bowl of rice. I don't have any groceries. It was what I had available. Oh, so proud of you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I will say, if you are nice, your odds of getting good food are so much higher. Like after working at that place, I will be nice to any drive-thru employee I will always ask like I'm great how are you doing like I will go out of my way and bend over backwards to be nice even if they're dicks like even if like the person that like comes over the the drive-thru is like what do you want also right I'm doing great I would like (laughs) (laughs) hello sir thank you so much for your time yeah (laughs) because I've seen some of the shady shit that goes on back there I'm like I don't want these guys to have any reason (laughs) To do anything yeah. to my food. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Well, tell us a little about how things are going in Indy. Uh, like, when did closures start? Shelter in place orders, unemployment, yeah. reopening, etc. Yeah. So, just tell us everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was kind of like a night and day switch that went off here. It wasn't gradual at all. It was. Um, they, the governor was doing like daily updates um, on cases and stuff but he it was like one single day they announced stay at home order closures all of it we went into like complete lockdown only essential businesses um, and there were stores in one of our counties um, where like if you went to Target they blocked off non-essential items like even <laughs> Like, even, I don't know, it, it, 
it was strange. Like, if you went into Target and you were going to go get groceries, you couldn't just, like, go over and get a DVD. Like, the DVD section was blocked off. It was essential items, essential stores only. Just in that county, but. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they were, they were trying to kind of make it fair for, like, some of the small businesses that, you know, if it was an art store or, like, a DVD rental shop, which exists in Howard County. Um, <laughs> they were like, it's not fair that this entire business has to close. And then people can go into the Walmart Target and still buy these things. So it didn't last long, but like the the heart was there, but just not practical, I guess. Um, So March 23rd is when they put the stay-at-home order in place. Um, And we didn't start reopening until I want to say late April is when we started. So they unrolled this like five-stage reopening plan. Okay. And stage two was like restaurants could open at 50% capacity. Um, retail could open at 50% capacity, like non-essential retail. Um, and then gatherings. We were originally limited to 10, like any gathering larger than 10 people was banned. Um, so stage two expanded that to, I think, 20 or 25 people. And then churches could reopen. Okay. Um, and then we actually just, uh, yesterday started stage three. So, um, restaurants can open, I believe at 75% capacity, um, community pools can reopen, campgrounds can reopen, uh, gyms can reopen with restrictions. Um, but we're not supposed to hit stage four until I think June, like mid June. So it's like little two week, like increments. And the goal is to reopen everything by the 4th of July. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But so there are some exceptions. Marion County, which is um, basically Indianapolis. Indianapolis is like the whole county (laughs) um, is on a delay. So we're still in stage two while everybody else is in stage three, just because Okay. We're like the hot spot, basically. It's it's the sure. highest population, so it makes sense. But we've had yeah. like 500 deaths, um, thousands of cases. I forget how many exactly, but we're like the hardest hit area. So we're we're on the delay. But um, the mayor and the city just passed um, this order that restaurants with outdoor dining can reopen. Yep, with just outdoor dining. So they've closed off five like parts of like five different streets around downtown and they've just turned them into like outdoor dining areas for like mass ave is this really busy spot for little hipster restaurants and i have been there yeah it's great it is it's really nice it's a lot of cool spots a lot of really neat neat food so they basically just shut down the entire street cars can't go down there and they've just like blocked off little areas for restaurants to move their tables outside and start serving people so it's like a they say it's not like a like a block party but it i'm imagining it's going to be kind of like a block party (laughs) so so this like this is all really interesting to me i first of all the as far as reopening pools and things like that i mean our park district here jess i don't know if you've seen this has decided that the pools Mm -hmm. aren't going to open all summer we have more and more events oh, wow. in the summer being canceled. Park district stuff like camps are all canceled throughout the summer. Yep. And yep. the 
we did just there's a parallel as well between like uh chicago mayor Lori lightfoot decided that chicago was not ready to reopen things by the 29th which is when our governor decided we would enter stage three of the reopening illinois plan yeah um and then yeah so there's a lot of like parallels and I know like in town we're trying like in our downtown area we're trying to figure out how we want to open restaurants with patios and things like that and they are talking about closing down streets as a possibility there as well yeah so that's really interesting to me because there's just so many parallels yeah and I know like especially like regionally a lot of the governors are kind of getting together to true to figure out like if their plans are you know simpatico if you will <laughs> yeah um because i mean yeah if, if ohio decided to just like they're like fuck it free for all everybody <laughs> do whatever you want you know people from indiana could just go over and right and wreck some okay, shit people but, from indiana you um, know that means you me and jimmy would be at cedar point baby oh in a minute <laughs> in a minute did you see so sea world is running like test runs of its rides to see if if you ride it with a mask if the mask will fall off oh my god <laughs> So you're just going to have, like, like one of those boxes that shows all the cell phones that are broken. Just, like, <laughs> dirty masks. Just all full of, like, masks. Yeah. Incredible. But. Imagine just, like, your roller coaster picture and everyone's wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see the fear yeah. in everybody. Well, I guess you can see it in their eyes, but not in their face. And there will be one, like, jokester that has their mask off pretending to, like, cough on somebody. Oh, God. People think they're funny. Anyway. Yeah. So are you, we talked a little bit about your job and what you've been doing. Are you working from home? Obviously, the news is probably essential. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, so most of our producers um, are at home. 99% of the newsroom is at home. Um, working from home, we've got anchors that are doing shows from their living rooms we've got um producers that are just at home typing up a show but we don't have like remote boothing capabilities so there has to be one producer per shift that can booth all of the shows um so i'm in like a hybrid situation right now where i'll start my day at home and then so i do the 11 p.m news right now so my day starts at like 3.30. So from 3.30 until 7, I'm just, you know, writing the show from home. Then at 7, I come in. We do some like pre-taped elements. Um, and then at, you know, 11, I'll go into the booth and, you know, time everything out, make sure it gets on air clean. Um, but it's just me, one anchor, our show editor who cuts all the video and the sound, and then one director. So normally when there's there's usually, you know... 20 30 40 even 50 people in the newsroom at a time given any shift That's and crazy. now there's five wow. so it's yeah it's it's really pared down um we're supposed to wear masks when walking through any part of the building um if you're one of the news people like me um i don't have access to like i can't go in the studio i can't go in the front lobby i'm only allowed in the newsroom in the bathroom and then at least they give you the bathroom so they've 
Yeah. Yeah. Small victories. Indeed. (laughs) How has that adjustment been for you? Do you like working from home? I feel like I've kind of got the best setup because I've heard from other producers that are going stir crazy, not being able to leave the house. Um, And I still kind of have that semblance of a normal schedule where I do a little bit of work from home, which, which is nice because I can have like new girl on the, like in the background or like watch TV while I'm working. But then I still have the routine of like getting up, (laughs) putting on clothes, going to work, uh, talking to people that aren't Jim as much as I love him. Um, (laughs) And then coming home at the end of the day. So I've got kind of what I would consider for, for where we're at right now, sort of the best of both worlds. It's not, it's not too much in any one direction. So. Yeah. Well, what are you doing with all of your free time (laughs) oh man (laughs) nothing good (laughs) nothing good nothing good um i started dragging jim on walks we go on like a little three mile walk every now and again hates that um that's i mean that's good yeah (laughs) i bought three paint by numbers but they all i think i ordered all of them from it was either like a, a chinese or a japanese company so two of them are still on their way to oh. me after I ordered them a month and a half ago. Uh, <laughs> summer project. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I started reading again because what else am I going <laughs> to do other than watch TV? Um, but I read that that Little Fires Everywhere book. Um, that, Did you like it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> I'll probably watch the Hulu series. Yeah. Um, I've I, heard good things about that. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more of like a a mystery, like suspense thriller kind of thing, just from like what I'd seen from the Thank Hulu you. trailer. But okay, yeah, it, but it's a lot. It's a lot milder than that. It never gets too crazy. It's more just like there's a little intrigue. There's but there's nothing like I don't know. There was nothing that like was gripping me. Like I wasn't on the edge of my seat during any of it so but like it was it was written really well i'm so glad Um, you said that because i didn't read the book but i did actually (laughs) just this week finish the hulu series um and i had seen just one still image of the show prior to watching it and for whatever reason based off the picture i thought carrie washington's character was a detective so i thought it was gonna be like this like you said, like suspenseful, like mystery whodunit kind of thing, and then it's just sort of about yeah. like, yeah, I don't know, race relations and like families in the late nineties. Like it's not what you would expect. Yeah, but it was. I was. And I liked yeah. it, but it was just yeah, I it was not it, like, what I thought I was gonna get. <laughs> yeah, and like the back of the book reads like this, like intriguing, like, like these two completely different families like come into each other's lives and and one's desperate to get to the truth so she's going to unravel like one family to like the other family to get answers (laughs) right it's like Like, i mean i guess technically (laughs) if you want to get like right down to it sort of but not really (laughs) right yeah yeah it's mostly just kind of sad but yeah yeah Um, interesting i will say as someone that hasn't watched it i also was anticipating yeah, some kind of big suspense something yeah i was expecting like someone oh. to like be killed or like so, like one of the families is like running from a dark past and like 
murdered someone and is on the yeah. run and like they're a crime family or something but it's <laughs> it's just a little sad that's the that's right. probably the perfect way sad. to describe it just a little well, sad. let me ask you this actually <laughs> since you read the book um one of my biggest qualms yeah. with the show was that most of it is set in or at least the denouement is set in december of 1997 and not once in the whole show did i ever even hear the name titanic even though we all know oh my god it was released at the beginning <laughs> of december of 97 mm. so they were not unaware i mean it was a yeah. pop culture phenomenon did was there was any there. mention in the book it was, yeah it defined a generation <laughs> well, that's the left that whatever i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> be libelous or whatever the other one is but i don't remember <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah, so what am I supposed to what? Um, think this is, like, a true story? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, Not possible. in the book, they don't really, like, come out and tell you when this takes place. I mean, I guess most books don't. They don't start with, like, it was 1997. <laughs> <Dear> <laughs> but I got, like, halfway through the book before they made some reference, and I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> This was in the 90s, and I had to like reframe everything that I'd been reading. You're like, why are they just texting each other? (laughs) I was just like, right, yeah, (laughs) you're still riding bikes. (laughs) Where's your hoverboard, idiot? Right, (laughs) just get on a bird scooter and scoot on over. What the hell's a bird scooter? Incredible. You guys know, like the bird and lime scooters? Like the little electric you scooters have you can rent and ride around town? Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've so never fun. been on one, but I've seen them. <laughs> they do. They do. And they're <laughs> they're already back out. Like, they, they put them back out, and they're like, I'm oh, we promise bad. we're going to wipe them down. Don't worry, you won't get COVID <laughs> from the scooters. And I was like, there's no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> Don't trust that. Don't trust birds. Also, sometimes they fire, you know? Don't trust birds. Birds were invented by the CIA to spy on us. They're actually cameras, and they get charged by sitting yeah. on power lines. Convince me otherwise. <laughs> well, one of the more fascinating... Somebody call Patrick Radke. <laughs> <laughs> one of the more fascinating coronavirus theories that I've heard is that it was orchestrated by the government so that they could reset all the birds. Well, see, that's... Ashley, let me just tell you this right now, because I've heard <laughs> that same theory. And the theory went so they could charge yeah. the birds. But see, that's why it's been disproved, because they sit on the power lines and they charge themselves. They oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. birds. The bird of the, the future. It's the only way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to jump forward. While you have been locked down and had a lot more time from home, have you guys gotten any takeout that was a particularly good experience for you as things are reopening? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I will say, so we've been trying to to cook more at home, but I would say out of the last five times that we made something, four oh. of them, we set the fire alarm, <laughs> the smoke detector off. To the point where last week I unplugged it and I just, oh. it was just sitting on our coffee room table and I was like, I'm sick of this. Like, 
it's it, I think it's overly sensitive. I don't think I'm doing anything wrong. I think it's the smoke detector. <laughs> I set mine off this week too, so <laughs> they're just yeah. I don't trust it. I because like I haven't nothing's caught fire. There's maybe been a little smoke, but not enough to set it off every I time. I wonder if it's so. Heat. Anyways, um, it might be. I just think it's. I think it's untrustworthy. And I'm going to throw it away. <laughs> um, the way it looks. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of um, my house. So, so take out. Yes, take out. Yes. <laughs> um, so we're big wing fans, which is why we did hot ones. But um, usually, like Jim, Jim's a big B Dubs guy. Um, we're also big fans of Ale Emporium. I don't know. No, unfortunately, Do you guys have we Ale don't. And we don't. It's a chain here, but I don't know if it's like a local chain. Anyways, great wings, but they don't deliver. So we tried this place called Mo and Johnny's, which I don't. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I've never seen it in person. It might just be two guys in their kitchen that <laughs> a DoorDash business, but um, they have these. It's like a peanut butter sauce on the wings. And it's got, like, a little bit of spice to it. That sounds amazing. It was, like, right in my alley. Like, Frank's, Mild from B-Dubs, <laughs> and this peanut sauce are, are my new go-tos. And they also had, so Jim's got really into Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Brussels sprouts are like, great. How do you get yeah. into Brussels sprouts? He, he buys those, like, I think I had, like, a little box of them, like, the frozen ones that you just put in the microwave. And he ate them once, and then what? He's saying no, that's not how it happened. How did it happen? <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. So he went vegetarian for like a month, <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, and he had those those like steam fresh bags of like veggie pastas, and then he got some Brussels sprouts to try them, and ended wow. up loving them. So he just ate like frozen bags of Brussels sprouts. Um, yeah, so we they had them on the menu, which no one has them on the menu anymore. Um, and they were called Dirty Brussels Sprouts, and they were covered in butter and bacon and so much. They were pretty great. so good. They were so good. Um, so yeah, that place was great. Um, we haven't actually ordered them again since, so we should we might do that tonight. Um, but we also realized like the day to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, there's an ice cream. You guys have Grater's no, ice cream, ma'am. don't you? The little pints. No. Damn. We got Ben and Jerry's like Americans. I don't know what you're talking uh, about. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's slow turned ice cream, and it's I I've never seen the Grater's store. Usually, it's like you go into like Kroger and you go into the ice cream aisle and you have like the the pints and the buckets of Grater's. I didn't know. It's like a Dairy Queen store where you can go in and actually like get fresh ice cream. But they deliver they'll deliver they're on DoorDash. They'll you just pick what pints of ice cream you want and they'll deliver you just Whoa. buckets of ice cream. Hello. So yeah. That was a game changer. Oh yeah. Yeah. We ordered like three different pints of a few different flavors. Did you and get the Brussels in, like, sprout days. flavor? <laughs> so I, I don't want to know if that exists. Oh, I'm sure somewhere. I, know. I wish the custard cup delivered. <laughs> that would be lit. Anyway. Yeah. 
So what are you most looking forward to once you guys reach further phases of opening? Mostly just like seeing friends again. Um, (laughs) Drinking in public is a big one. Casinos. I want to gamble again. Jim has this slot machine app on his phone and he's just been playing the slots like and it's like the real ones that you see in casinos like um the beer house <laughs> lady, out. Um, uh, yeah <laughs> all the good ones they've got my hot dice one that i love like and so i just see him playing the slots all the time and it's got I've, I've got the itch back i want to go i want to go For gamble listeners again. at home so that that and then drinking alcohol. Because I had talked about earlier when we were doing too. our intro for the pod about how I was excited to gamble as well. Um, so in case you guys are wondering, yes, yeah. Ashley and I have already been to Vegas together, and it was the time of our lives. <laughs> it was. I was definitely wondering. So, yeah, I that flight home though that not even the flight when we got to the airport before we started the hair of the dog. <laughs> And playing those slot machines with the shitty Starbucks coffee was, I thought I was going to die. I thought that was. I was right there with you. I ate like half a bagel from Starbucks. After what, 72 hours of just, yeah, just Just straight constant drinking. The night before, because we had like an early flight, so we made the executive decision to just stay up and drink the whole night. So. And by like 5 a.m., you've got like the shakes oh. and like one of my eyes partially <laughs> closing. And like, I passed out on the floor of the airport. Just like feel unwell. Yeah. Cause oh yeah, when you're in the middle of a, a bender, the first place you want to be is in a, <laughs> an airport waiting room. Just like, oh, and our flight got delayed by like yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah, Ooh, but that yes. opened that the door, did, that to, opened the door to uh oh, okay. which might yeah might have been <laughs> in disguise. But transformers, robots. Well, on that on that note, what uh, what has been your we're gonna virtual cheers? What has been your quarantine drink of choice so far? Oh, uh, we've been hitting the seltzers <laughs> pretty hard. We've uh, but so for the last month. Jim and I decided to go no alcohol. Um, okay. Because we're about to have a week off together. And we're like, okay, we're going to go hard on this one week. So to, you know, to earn it, <laughs> let's go a month no drinking. Oh, okay. And today is like today at 430, we're going to have our first drink in a month. And we got, I think, what, six different kinds oh of seltzers. God. We've got 42 seltzers in our fridge right now. We've got four bottles of wine. We've got a thing of rum, two fists of tequila, half oh a thing my of gosh. vodka, half a thing of whiskey. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> are you going to go through that in a week? Maybe you are. They will. They will. I, I told them I would like to not. But, I mean, we've been known to, you know, on days when it gets away from us, we can go through a, a, a 12, 16, 24 pack. <laughs> between the two of us depending on how early we start so we're gonna i think we decided our first drink is gonna be we got a six pack of uh line and cool summer shandy and a six pack of the berry weiss line and cool and we're gonna do a little half and half oh that's a good idea i feel like the berry is like too much so splitting it that's probably a really did you get the line and cool by any chance 
oh we that we bought that one we bought uh the bud light seltzers we got the trulies we got there's a new white claw 70 calorie clementine that we got clementine. yeah we got the corona oh my God, you guys really um, did get like all the seltzers yeah and then the and then we got the lion kugel <laughs> one so and then we got so your parents are coming to see us today yes um, so we got shoots a full case of uh buzz oh my God. Ready to so, party. <laughs> yeah we got those still in the fridge which for the listeners at home again my mother <laughs> drinks no offense piss water beer like tasteless trash yeah. <laughs> but it's only 55 calories <laughs> so she can slam yeah, a jam a whole bunch of them so. right <laughs> keep right. the party going there you go so yeah, I'm excited. We we had to rearrange the actual food <laughs> that's supposed to be in the fridge. We like piled it on top of each other so that there's enough room for the food. Um, a ju- like there's a gallon of milk that's just pushed into the corner in the back that we won't have access to <laughs> until we drink our way out. It's where it belongs. So we're in a we're in a safe like a spot. Milk. I think, you know? Is it cow's milk? <laughs> yeah. Incredible. It is. It is cow's milk. I hate cow's milk. Yeah. Jesus. I like almond milk. Okay. Mm -mm -mm. What? Mm -hmm. I like almond milk also. Anyway. (laughs) Um... Okay, bum. It's time. Bum bum. Oh, he's gonna guess your Hogwarts house. I will sing a song so she can (laughs) think about. What she's gonna guess when she makes a guess. What's it gonna be? It's your Hogwarts house. I like Thank that. You. Can you imitate that? The, can oh, you absolutely. put that on the sound? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Great. Great. I am really torn between Gryffindor and Ravenclaw, but I'm gonna go Gryffindor. <laughs> Tell her the truth, Ashley. I'm sorry. reveal? Okay. Uh, I'm a Hufflepuff. Oh, oh! oh of course. <laughs> Which from, from the descriptor says that I'm like the the brother, like we're like almost a Gryffindor, but we're not as like bold. Yeah. We know Definitely when to not like not bold. cross the line, I think is what it said. So you're like half right. I'm just like, a, I'm like okay. a watered down Gryffindor. <laughs> Gryffindor you're, a bud, you're a bud select 55 Gryffindor. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Well, all right. Well, we're going to let you get back to your day and to Jess's parents <laughs> and all the things. And thank you so much for taking the time yeah, to talk to us. Thank you guys for inviting me. This is fun. This is my first podcast. You guys popped my podcast cherry. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you were fantastic. So. Give us a call, sweetheart. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys bye Ashley I'll talk thank to you, you later Ashley. we'll see you later oh hey what a lovely chat that was we had with Ashley it was indeed great gal great gal worked at Taco Bell what do you know about that <laughs> what do you know about that a very shady taco bell in fact yeah <laughs> with a pretty cool manager frankly 
yeah, like to party. Cool, cool is definitely the word. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, before we are off for the day, we just want to take a moment to thank all of you for listening, to thank Ashley for taking the time out of her day for joining us, and to thank the incredibly talented group behind our theme song, Have a Good Time, by artist MK Nova, recording by Humbly G, and production instrumental, courtesy of Origami. Guys, Make sure if you like us, you head on over to Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a review and a rating and subscribe so that you can listen every time we have a new episode. Or head on over to the Wise Camp website and purchase one of our shirts to support us or your favorite local business. Also, this is the last week that the local business t-shirt shop will be open. So be sure to head on over if you don't have a shirt ordered already. They'll be printing them as soon as they're back in the shop later this week. Thank you in advance. (laughs) Jess? Thank you in advance. Yes. Jess, do you have a joke for me? I do. I thought this one would be very apropos, given our, our conversations about sweet, beautiful Aurora. Uh, and hey, Katie. How does a penguin build its house? How? It glues it together. Oh. <laughs> 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 That's cute. I like that. A real humdinger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, penguins. They're just perfect. It glues it together. I mean, it glues, <laughs> but like it glues, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, what a world. <laughs> what a world. What a world. <laughs> All right. Well, Jess, you have yeah. a great day. Guys, you have oh a great day. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Go Don't ever look visit. at me ever again. <laughs> That's the new rule. Don't look at me. <laughs> Solution. Wear your mask over your eyes. Also, just like a fun, you know, PSA. You're wearing the mask. You gotta have your nose covered as well, people. I'm oh. sick of seeing people with their noses out. A very <laughs> your nose PSA. and your mouth go to your lungs the same way. That's I promise. True. It's, it's all the same air. <laughs> I do. That's why sometimes when you're in the pool, if you get water and the back of your throat it can come out your nose sometimes yeah anyway right so (laughs) masks on that correctly hands washed with warm water and soap (laughs) indeed we will see you all talk to you all next week goodbye bye have a good time have a good time don't i fucking wish